Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up? What up? What up? And welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy, DJ Billy A, and across the way from May is my man, 50 Grand, coming on strong, posted up in front of his microphone arm. Tell him who you are and try not to get in any harm, because you got the charm that can disarm and set things off like a bomb. Talking to me? I am. Me. Yes, sir. You. How lucky can one guy be? Hey. I kissed her and she kissed me. Woo. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Oh, forget about it. The room was completely black. It was. I hugged her and she hugged back. Hello. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in the boat? Oh, man. My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just the beginning, my life is gonna be beautiful. I've got sunshine enough to spread. Yes. It's just like the fella said. That's what's up. Tell it quick. Ain't that a kick in the head? Let me tell you something right now. You guys weren't here for that. I had a front row seat to the Savage O'Malley show right here, baby. Was that Dean Martin? It was. Dean Martin. It is. Dino. Whatever. The Rat Pack. Let me me say something, man. I have been... uh, I've been on a kick lately where I've been watching... uh, I think Don Rickles was one of the funniest men on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. And you can go on YouTube, man, and you can pull up, like, every single one of his appearances on David Letterman, Johnny Carson, Jimmy Kimmel, Leno. And the man just goes out there and he kills it, whether he was 45 
even all the way up to when he was 85. He was a legend. And he ran with all those dudes. He ran with Dean Martin. He ran with Frank Sinatra. He ran with Sammy Davis Jr. He knew Carson. So uh, in, in going down that rabbit hole and watching his videos, I start coming across these Rat Pack videos where they all stand on stage and they've all got a rocks glass in their hand with like, you know, rum, gin, whatever they're drinking on. They all got a cigarette and they all wear tuxedos and they sing, they dance and they tell jokes, man. You had to be able to do it all back then. If they just don't, they don't make dudes like that anymore. They don't make performers like that. That was just an era like, hey, uh, let's be honest, a lot of the shit they did wouldn't even fly anymore. Like a lot, they do a lot of racial humor. You know, they tease, they tease Sammy Davis for being black and being Jewish. You know, you got Dean Martin who they make fun of for being a drunk. You got Sinatra who they dig in on for being a, a you know, an Italian and, and, and they tease him about having connections with the mafia and paying people off to get put hits on people. But right. Dude, it's so entertaining and it's so good. And the moment you started getting in on that, man, it's like I got a front row seat to just the most legendary show ever, man. I had I was at the Savage Show, baby. It was uh. off the chain. But yeah, that's an era, man. That's just uh, so good. And I don't I don't know. We'll never see anything like that again, man. Those guys were just all around entertainers, and they were just they were cool, dude. They're a different kind of cool, like. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was last episode or two episodes ago when I played the Louis Prima thing. Yes. And, I think uh, it was two episodes ago, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, somebody reached out to me and was like, yo, and it's not it's not anybody that that we've ever talked about on the show. It uh-huh. was one of those people that I knew listened occasionally. I didn't, you know, one of those. Right. Th- like, I was like, oh, they listen every now and then. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, two months down the road, they'll be like, hey, and then make a reference to the show. And I'll be like. Oh, you are listening, like right, that right, kind right. of thing. Yeah. And uh, this person was like, "Hey, I heard you dropped that uh, that uh, that Italian song on the on the yeah. show." And I was like, "Oh, I did." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, the Louis Prima song, uh, Raindrops uh, from Heaven." Yes. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So that uh, I uh, always liked when you would do the the Italian stuff or the the Dean Martin stuff, the Sinatra stuff, like, because when you're at karaoke and you're DJing and it's just kind of fun music and it, and you have a good time and you you're getting into it. You can't not smile. Yeah. You can't not feel good. I don't care. If you hear that stuff and you're like, this sucks, there's something wrong with you. You know, move, right. get to stepping because it's, it's classic. I, I, look, hey, in, in the song, it's like, if this is just the beginning, my life is going to be, and I, and I did the little sun thing, like, <laughs> going to be beautiful. Yeah. I did, I, did, I did the little sun thing yes. with my hands. I was like, sun. You did. No, it was yeah, impressive, it man. It happened, man. I would kill for video right now. I am so sorry. I don't want you to have to kill just yeah. to get video. I'll, I'll do it so you don't have to kill. I would let, dude, I'm so sorry that our people are not going to get to see that because I was blessed to have, I was front row center. And it was impressive, man. I so, love that. Yeah. So anyway, I just, uh, I, somebody brought it up and I was like, I have fun doing that. So let's do that. Oh man, that was. Well, you're, well, you're making uh, videos about, uh, about uh, with some classic hip hop beats and stuff. I'm over here doing Dean Martin. Yes, <laughs> dude. Well, I tell you, man, that's an era. If, if somebody could put me in a time machine and say you could go chill for a day with anybody anywhere. I'd love to just spend a full day with the Rat Pack. Put on a put on a tux and cruise the sands, hit that strip in Vegas and just go up and down and see what a day in the life was like with those dudes, man. I bet it was 
showgirls and drinking and smoking and singing and dancing, man. It just, just one day I'd probably be wore out. Those dudes could go. Those dudes weren't young and when they were hitting it, you know, when you look at those Rat Pack videos, they're in their 40s, 50s, and those dudes are going, going hard. So uh, I'm in my, uh, this is this is definitely related. Yeah. So I'm in my, uh, I told you, September, October, I'm in these crazy trainings, like, yeah. it's basically consuming, like, 70% of my time. So yes. it's just a lot of Zoom trainings, a lot of things. It's with this main group. So, uh, and when you're in a Zoom training, once or twice you can just kind of float along and not have to do anything right right but right. when you're seeing these people three times a week four times a week right and you're doing like these breakout rooms and the like group sure. activities and things like that sure your personality starts to come out right, right. and uh so it has been uh it's fairly well documented if you know me that i will uh without even realize i'm doing it just kind of slip into a character <laughs> right 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 like right. i'll just all of a sudden like I'll be here talking and someone will piss me off and then I'm start talking like I'm from Peaky Blinders. I'll be like, courtesy the Peaky Blinders, I'm gonna go get my fucking guns and you're not, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to Scott? Where'd he go? Yeah, That's yeah, just, yeah. You know. And so uh, one of the people that I often slip into is is, is the mafia voice. You know? Sure, sure, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Yeah. So uh, so I was we were having this discussion and we're talking about things that are uh, can be you know, a lot of back and forth and disagreements. And like, that's kind of the point of what we were talking about. Sure. And so someone like got a little, nah, not butthurt, but uh, just, uh, you know, disagreed. Right, right. And it's hard to express yourself when you're on a little computer screen. And, you know, if you was in person, it would be a little different. Sure. Got fired up and I was like, okay, all right. Oh, okay. That, you want to do that? All right. I'm, look, don't worry. <laughs> Forget about it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a big deal. And then, like, this other girl was like, how did you go from Scott to Scotty Gambino over yeah. there? Like, 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 out of nowhere, you were like, okay, I heard you. That's enough. I don't want to say, no, no, that's enough. And I just, I didn't even realize I did it. I was just like, eh, okay, all right, all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And she, <laughs> this other girl was like, what the fuck was that, dude? Where did you go? Yeah. Yeah. Scott, come back to us. Scott, are you still there? Hello. So, which then sparked a conversation with this other girl in the class. Right. Who, get this, is a relative of Paul Castellano. Okay. You know who Paul Castellano is? Old famous gangster, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah Howard yeah. Hughes of the mob, a.k.a. Big Pauly. Okay. American yeah, yeah. crime boss who took over the car for the, who succeeded Carlos Gambino and got shot outside of a restaurant. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's her family. Wow. And I was like, we need to hang out. Yeah. I bet she's got some stories. I man. bet she does. I bet that family reunion's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not. Who knows? Maybe they just go to fucking uh, Buca de Beppo and just. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I like Bu Buca de Beppo. I mean, it's hey, not what I would envision not, for her, but yeah. I know you've got some Italian in you. Yeah. You're I not do. Italian, like, yeah, yeah. like that. Like, yeah, no. You would go to Buca de Beppo. I would. These people, I'm guessing, don't. They're no, like, no. no. Like, yeah. her grandma would slap her. She said, let's go to Buca de Beppo. Oh, probably. probably. That yeah, kind yeah. Of thing, old, you know? old Italian like, grandmothers are going to make Obviously, they New York family. Like, like she's not even from here. So, like, yeah. how'd she end up in Stockton? I don't have that answer. We'll get her on the show. Oh, that would be amazing, man. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get some guests in here, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. Or more guests. Not that we haven't had guests. <laughs> so, anyway, that just to kind of follow up on the uh, Dean Martin to the Italian to the thing like that let that literally just happened this week where I kind of accidentally slid into the okay all right 
Hey, don't okay. Yeah. I heard you. That's enough. Forgot about it. Okay. <laughs> hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then she called me Scotty Gambino. So I was like, huh, another what? AKA. Yeah, I was go. gonna say you got a new nickname yeah. now. There's nothing wrong with that, man. We'll keep stacking those up. Dude. So anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Yes. I'm Savage O'Malley, yeah. AKA Scotty Frisco, AKA. Mikey Gagas, a.k.a. Scotty Gambino. How you doing? Mikey Gagas is another good Italian-sounding yeah. name. Uh, it's not even Italian. I mean, it, it sounds Italian, but it's yeah. not even where it came from. I used to we used to make up names when people would hit home runs. Yeah, yeah. I remember oh, you telling me the Gagas. story. Yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. guy went Mikey Gagas. You see that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it totally sounds like yeah. somebody from The Sopranos. Yeah. Like, hey, Mikey Gagas. Hey, we got Big Paulie. We got Mikey Gagas. We got Tommy Two Times. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking, did you watch The Sopranos? You're our resident gangster uh, aficionado. Yeah, I've I watched like the first, I think there's nine seasons or uh-huh. eight. It's I think something I watched like the that. first six. Okay. And then uh, I didn't have HBO anymore. And it was like that it was way before streaming. So then like you literally had to like buy like the sets. Right. So then I was getting ready to buy the whole sets because I had missed some. And I was like, I'm just going to start over. And then I said like bought like the first four. And then I never really caught up and finished. It's on my list of things to right. redo. Because now we got HBO Max, right? Right. And you've seen now, I'm sure you've seen that they're, they're make, they've got a movie coming. It's going to be on the HBO Max. It falls in this year. It's the prequel. It's uh, how uh, Tony Soprano became Tony Soprano. So mm-hmm. they have they have an actor playing the young Tony Soprano, and it's going to show you how he came up. And it looks the trailer looks really good. I'm like dis. I've seen like four or five episodes of The Sopranos. Really enjoyed it, but like you. I never had HBO, so it'd be like if I was in a hotel room or over at somebody else's house, or uh, I think for a while they may have put it on Netflix. I don't remember, but I, I've caught four or five episodes, always thought they were excellent. You know, they do free preview weekends of HBO, and I'd catch it and be like, fuck, this show's good. But uh, I just, you know, I wasn't paying for HBO because right. I'm, I'm cheap. I'll just be the first one to put it out there. So, you know, HBO wanted a lot of money. It wasn't $14.99 a month like it is now. It was a little bit more than that to get you with your cable package. But this movie looks phenomenal. And as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, ah, I wonder if Savage is down with that. Like, because you are our gangster movie aficionado of the 209 till infinity podcast so i look to you to know if is that going to be something that would be even worth checking out but i wonder since it's the prequel you probably don't have to have seen all nine episodes right because it's going to tell you how he became who he was so it almost make more sense to now watch that movie and then dig into the show and be like okay here's how he started now let's see where it went I don't know, but I'm I'm kind of stoked either way because it looks really good. The kid that they it, got to play him, it uh, looks like him. If I go full Sopranos, these shows might be hard for you. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm yeah. walking here in a suit. All yeah. of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, I got long <laughs> slick back hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Scott, what do you think about that? And not too bad, huh? Big okay. shoes to okay. fill. Okay. Whoever this young kid is that they hired to play Tony Soprano when he was young, man, because that actor and I'm I'm blanking out on his name right now. Um, he's good, man. He was really good. Like even in the four or five episodes I saw, I was like, man, this guy. Are you talking about Tony Soprano? The actor who played him in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying though. In the real, not the new one. Yeah, in not the original the, Soprano. I'm saying this kid, whoever he is, has some big shoes to fill, man. Because that guy was good, man. He, and I only saw four or five episodes, and I was always like, man, he's good. So I, this kid in the trailer looks like he looks like him. Looks like he's got some of his mannerisms down. 
And so I'm like, I got a lot of hope. Right. So the actor is James Gandolfini. Yes, Gandolfini. Uh, speaking of James Gandolfini, uh-huh. James Gandolfini, also in. Uh huh. Any ideas James relevant Gandolfini. to something we just talked about? James Gandolfini, relevant to something we just talked about? Mm-hmm. The Rat Pack? No, the... Not just today, but. Oh, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. James Gandolfini is in Fallen. Oh, that's right. The Denzel yes, Washington. the Denzel Washington movie. Yes, he is. And uh, I. Way before The Sopranos. I totally forgot about it. I, I I knew Denzel. I knew a couple of the other. John I knew John Goodman, Goodman and yeah. I totally forgot about James Gandolfini because he him. wasn't he wasn't a household name back then. Like we didn't we he was just some dude in the movie. Like at that point he wasn't James Gand he was James, he's always been James Gandolfini. You know what I mean? But right. he wasn't James Gandolfini. He wasn't Tony Soprano Gandolfini yet. He was just a really good actor who happened to land this part. Yeah. Like so, you and I weren't checking for him back then. So Labor Day, I finally, Labor Day weekend, I finally got a chance to go back and watch Fallen. Right. And uh, we had talked about, I think it was on the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, about the whole, you went to Colorado and the top 10 list. And then the movies. I, right, yeah. the movies. And then I said, we were talking about it after I watched Fallen. I said, this is the problem. Like a month ago, I probably wouldn't have put Fallen in my top movies. No. But I knew I loved it. Right. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this one's definitely in my top 10. Like, I love this movie so much. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, what's hot? What have you done for me lately? Almost. Yeah, yeah, right, right, you know? right. So that, yeah. that's the reason like making a list like that is so hard. Like I was literally just like for a week, just walking around the office going, time yeah. is on my side. <laughs> yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. And my yeah. coworker was like, what? And I was like, Hey, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, Scott, please come back. You're scaring me. You're going to, dude, you're, you're, you're going to start freaking out. Your people you work with, you keep slipping into these different hey. characters. They're going to be like, uh, excuse me, uh, during the interview process, uh, did you ask him about any psychological issues that he may have? How'd the interview go? Scott was good. The other three guys that were with him were good. Yeah. He brought people with him. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. So there's, there's Mafia Scott. There's Scotty Gambino. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so we met Savage O'Malley. We met Scotty Gambino. We met Scotty Frisco. We yeah. met the hip hop Mandalorian. Yeah. And you hired him? <laughs> Scotty Gambino didn't make me feel like I had much of a choice. Yeah. So. Hey, look, we're getting the job or I'm breaking arms over here. Right? Forget about it. I mean, you got two choices here. You're going to hire me. You're not going to hire me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But no, dude, that's. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I feel horrible because whoever suggested us to do the, our top 10 movies, uh, I can't remember now. It's it's one of your people. I'm 100% sure they suggested it. We kicked around the idea. And at this point now, it's not going to happen. Oh, it was somebody so, from the Bittner Leone crime family? It was. Absolutely yeah. was. It was some of your people, man. Uh, and if we talked about it, we'll have to go back into the episodes. We said uh, someone suggested us to do our top 10 movies. And at this point, uh, it's not sounding like it's happening. I'm I mean, it st- could have been anybody, okay? We got all you nasty. We got Clorox Cleans. We got Bobby Barbaco. We got LaFondizi, okay? I feel like we it was a woman. We got Dirty Dubs. I want to say it was a woman. Oh. Yeah. A lady of the night, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I ain't saying all okay. lady of the night, okay. man. Yeah, I don't right. say all uh, that. Huh? Okay. Careful now. I'm just saying, I believe it was one of our female listeners. That could have been Peggy. It. Could have been Sally. Could have been Veronica. Could have been a lot of them. I don't hey, know. Hey, yeah, yeah. A little bit of Veronica in my life. Mm-hmm. A little Mambo number five. Uh, but yeah, man. And, and, and I'm going to think of some parameters. I'm going to figure something out 
to where I can do something because I'm a people pleaser, man. And I want to please this person. I want, I want to make a list of movies in some way, shape, or fashion. I want to please this person that I don't know who it is. Yes. It's very important to me. (laughs) Hey, if they listen, we need to please them. That's all there is to it. If you build it, they will come. And I'm just saying, man, it's just like, I just got to figure out a way to do it. Like, I don't know if I'll do most influential movies from my childhood. Maybe uh, what's the movies I've watched the most? Like, on repeat like every year like i don't know i'm gonna figure out something and i will put together a list and you won't even know i'll just surprise you one day and be like scotty it's my top 10 movies that made me i don't know cry or whatever like i don't know like and now it's time for savages top five movies you didn't know vin diesel was in that's right there you go that'd be an interesting list boiler room yeah good movie good movie i knew that one but yes it's a good movie Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, man, that's a good movie. But hey, speaking of movies, you and I saw a movie, my friend. We did see a movie, and I want to just preface this. We weren't the only ones. No, we weren't the only ones. A couple people saw it. Yes, we did not see it together, but you and I both actually ventured out Uh into the the great unknown and went to the movie theaters, uh, you know, and, and saw it, sat in... Had the lights dim, went in for the whole experience, man, and caught uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the latest installment in the MCEU. Mm-hmm. It was released Labor Day weekend, um, and I know you and I have done a lot of talking about um, streaming versus theatrical releases and how has the uh, simultaneous theatrical release versus the streaming release affected ticket sales? Well, Shang-Chi was not released simultaneously. So you could not go on Disney Plus and pay $30 to watch it up until deep into October. The only way you can see this movie is by going to the theaters. So uh, how did this movie fare? I think you've got the numbers in front of you. What was the opening weekend box office for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Nice. Nice. Getting the theme music going. Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings punched. Well done. Nice. Through a box office record with its massive... 71.4 71.4 million domestic opening weekend. That's deme- that's just here in the States. This news comes by way of Variety, which reports that the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe film had the second best pandemic era opening weekend. Its $71.4 million box office bow comes in just behind Black Widow's 80.3 opening weekend. Okay. Okay, but wait until this movie releases wide worldwide when it goes to the uk oh and when it hits asia like oh dude it's it's gonna be it's gonna have a similar effect i i I foresee this is just me predicting that this will have a very similar effect to um what how black panther did this is a massive moment for the asian community to have a to have a film that is an all Asian leading cast is very, very, very rare. You can count the movie and numbers, the number of movies on one hand that have come out in the last probably four or five years that had this uh, diverse culturally of a cast. So just to put this in perspective, yeah, uh, 
I know it sounds like, oh, it didn't make as much as Black Widow. Labor Day weekend is notoriously slow for movies. Is it really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. The previous United States record uh-huh. for a Labor Day weekend okay. was 30.6 million. Holy shit. Yeah. That's so 40 more million dollars. 41.4 million more. Yeah. To put it in perspective. Wow. That's interesting to me. So I, yeah, that would make sense. I guess Labor Day weekend, you're you're going to the lake, you're going camping, you're on the road, you're traveling. See, for me, I I I didn't do that. I, I did go to the lake like, you know, on Monday, like just to, to the river, just to hang hung out for a few hours. But I didn't pack up the car and go go to a campsite somewhere and put in. So I didn't know that it was notorious because it's interesting because. You know what's a big weekend for movies that always boggles me? Mm. Christmas. They release a lot of movies. Like uh, The New Matrix is going to drop December 22nd. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is dropping at Christmas. Uh, That's a big weekend because I guess you've got to consider, they say that, you know, there's a lot of people, even though it doesn't seem like it, there are a lot of people that don't celebrate Christmas or just particularly maybe they don't have family in the area. Maybe they... They just don't give a, two shits about it. So they want to get away from the lights and the trees and the people everywhere. They go to the movies. It's a big weekend for going to the movies. I, when I, I like for me, growing up, Christmas was a big thing. We were all together. Yeah, You'd open me presents. Too. You would eat meals. You wouldn't you would be anywhere together. near a movie right. theater. Yeah. As I became an adult, I met several people who were like, as a family, like, that's what we do. We go to the movies on Christmas. I, I too. Like. And I was like, really? It's a tradition, like for a lot of people. Like, even if you do do Christmas, like a lot of people would be like, we'd get up, open presents, uh, and then we'd have our uh, breakfast or late brunch, whatever, and then we hop in the car and go to the movies. It's like a tradition for a lot of people. I didn't realize that, but it's interesting to hear. See, I would have thought Labor Day weekend would have boosted Shang-Chi's numbers because I'm thinking, all right, people got one extra day to get out and go. So not only do they got Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, but they got Monday. They're off work. So it's interesting to hear that it's notoriously light in movie sales. So then that just that just ups the ante, though. So they did. I mean, to the fact that it blew the previous best Labor Day opening weekend. Does it say what movie that was? Uh, 30.4 million. That's not a very good opening weekend. That's crazy that that's the record. Like. That is insane to me. That's like uh, not good. Like the best uh, Labor Day weekend movie of all time was 2007's Halloween. Wow, and a horror movie to boot, a rated R horror movie. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Interesting. Well, you think about it in the in the grand scheme of things, right? Well, if you're gonna make money, you make a summer movie, right? So then there's that gap, right? At the yeah, end yeah. of summer, everyone's going back to school. People are getting back into the yeah. rhythm of things. Yeah. Right? Maybe kids have been in school for two or three weeks. The last thing you want to do is be indoors. You're going to go do stuff. So, like, That's Labor true. Day weekend is tough for movies. Yeah. So, like, of course, like, to me, that makes sense that. If you're gonna get people into the movies, it's get somebody that's into horror. Halloween's coming, like yeah, September. Kind of yeah, that you know would make I mean? sense. Yeah, that makes sense too. It's just funny because generally R-rated movies don't fare as well because where you make that money is that PG-13. You still get the kids, you still get the families, but you, it's cool enough. It's just violent enough, or there's enough in there to you get a r- more rounded audience. Uh, usually, you slap that R on it, you slap the horror genre, and it really cuts back. So. I would have never guessed in a million years that the number one grossing 
Labor Day weekend movie was Halloween. Like, that's just crazy to me. But now you know. Interesting, man. Very interesting. Those are great stats, man. So. I was up all night. You <laughs> slaving away over mm-hmm. the computer, man. I hear you. Well, you were just out, you know, you know doing all over thing. the town. Yeah. You know, partying, you know, with, doing in, what I do. In your top hat and your, your yeah. suit. With Running your, with, with the your rat lady pack. on your side. Yeah. So, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. What uh, what did you think, my friend? Well, before we get into that, yeah. I want to tell you a little bit of background. Okay. And you talked about this, and I'd heard about it, but I hadn't really... I, 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 I'd heard about it, I didn't really look into it. And you brought it up, and I was like, oh, we got to look that up. Oh, yeah, yeah the Ju- origin story of the movie. <laughs> July 17th. Right. 2014. Yeah. Simu Liu... Yes. Who is Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, correct. Tweeted, hey, at Marvel, great job with Captain America and Thor. Now how about an Asian American hero? Right. Seven years ago. That's crazy, huh? Right? Yeah. And in 2016, there was another text or a tweet where he texted at Chris Stone Films, superhero because we deserve to have an Asian superhero. But I also love capes. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, uh, well, I think you'd be an amazing Nightwing. He said, I'll take any superhero slash action hero. Thank you. Yeah. Right. And then like, it's, so it's funny. Like, and it's just, I think that's an amazing story that this person who actually became Shang-Chi was the one that like originally, and I'm sure that he's not the only person to ever tweet Martel. Like, hey, what about an Asian superhero? Yeah. There's probably somebody that was like, hey, what about an Indian superhero? Hey, what about, that's probably and, happened. And at one point there's a tweet where he literally goes, yo, at Marvel, what about at Shang-Chi? Like he comes at him again. Like, yeah, yeah like. 2019, okay, yeah. at Marvel, are we gonna talk about, or what? Hashtag Shang-Chi. Yeah, dude, I love that. I love the fact that he took his destiny and in his own hands and did it. Like, and then last, after filming was done or whatever, it was finished, he quoted his tweet and was like, thanks for getting back to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. He's like, I don't know how, if you've seen him do interviews, if you've seen him talk, like he oh. is just an unreal dude. He's a sweet guy. Too. Unreal. Like, just like very like down to earth, like genuine. Very sweet, like one of those people that I have a feeling like when they talk about actors, you know how they talk about Keanu Reeves, like, yo, he's a great actor. He gives all to his roles, but one of the nicest people on the face of the earth. Every interview that I've seen with Simu Liu, I feel like that's his vibe. Like, and I I don't know the guy personally, obviously, that would be amazing if I did, but he just seems like just like a really down to earth, just family oriented, nice guy, like nice dude, good dude. Good dude. I, I, I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy for him. Uh, so, yeah, that brings us to uh, the actual movie itself, the meat and taters of this episode, as I they like would taters, say. Man. Like, I like mustard on my taters. Mm-hmm. I do like mustard. There's a larger, pe- larger amount of people who don't like mustard. I love yellow mustard, man. FYI. Little hot dog with some yellow mustard and some relish and mm-hmm. some diced onion. That's heaven, man, if it's a good dog. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, and I got sidetracked, Dak. <laughs> That's um, my fault for bringing up food. Yeah, man. But uh, what, what did you think of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I went into it with similar expectations that I went into Black Widow. Okay. Um, I knew that it was going to be Marvel. Yes. I knew that I would probably be entertained and I would like it. Right. And I didn't know anything about Shang-Chi. I, you know me, I avoid spoilers. I avoid anything outside of a trailer. And uh, 
I just went into it kind of with an open mind. Right. And uh, I thought that it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought that after my initial take that it may be, I have to watch it again. But for me, I think that it may be in the top five Marvel movies. It was really good. It I was that it. good. Yeah. And it was, and, and, and the reasons I liked it were, it combined so many great things for me. I thought the, uh, I really enjoyed the story. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the inclusion of uh, the things that are like happening in the Marvel universe. Right. Like right. the Mandarin. Yes. Being a part of it. Yeah. Right. They love to remind you that it's yeah. all connects. Yeah. Yeah. And and I thought that and, and this is one of the problems that I have with a lot of movies in general, not Marvels, but just in general. It's very hard to do character development uh -huh. and not get boring. Right. To do story development and not get boring. Right. And then also not feel like things are being forced on you. Right. And they nailed all of those. Right. The character development I thought was great. The flashbacks were just enough. Yeah. They weren't overbearing. They weren't like too long. They were like to the point, but then also like mind blowing. Like I just, I was so, so overwhelmed with how good it was. Yeah. Like blown away. I was literally blown away how yeah. good it was. Yeah, it was a great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I was very nervous going into this one. I, um, uh, the way you feel about gangster movies is how I feel about martial arts films. I have, I don't know, maybe a hundreds of martial arts movies in my DVD and Blu-ray collection. I've seen every Bruce Lee, every Jackie Chan, every Donnie Yen, every Tony Jaa. You know, I love martial arts films. I'm a martial arts aficionado i mean jet lee you name it crouching tiger hidden dragon hero uh i've i've just uh the house of the flying daggers i i love martial arts films so i uh go in expecting a lot expecting a lot from from uh marvel on this one and i was nervous i was really nervous because um being someone who, who embraces and loves martial arts cinema so much, Hong Kong cinema, martial arts cinema, um, there was just a lot to live up to. But I would go out on a limb and say, um, other than Captain America and the Winter Soldier, this was the best hand-to-hand -hand combat sequences in any Marvel movie to me. The fight scenes, the scene on the bus was phenomenal. There's a scene outside where they're fighting inside of a building and then they somehow end up like on the scaffoldings, on the rafters, like outside the building and they're falling and they're catching each other and they're fighting. The choreography, uh, Simu Liu clearly looks like he knows what he's doing. He's an athletic dude. He's incredibly built. Uh, from what I've read, I believed he's martial arts trained. I mean, he threw out the first pitch at the, uh, the Giants game and got it over the plate and then proceeded to do a front flip right there on the mound. So um, I, I, I believe he knows what he's doing. He seemed um, authentic. It didn't seem forced or like that he was trained just for this movie. Um, so I was thoroughly impressed by the martial arts. And I think it's, I would go out on a limb and say only Captain America and the Winter Soldier had as good hand-to-hand -hand combat. Like I thought it was right there. Um, 
I thought it was funny, way funnier than I expected it to be. The thing about those martial arts flicks, I don't know how many you've watched, but a lot of times they're very dark. Like usually someone's father is murdered or someone's been kidnapped and they're going out on a one-man vendetta to get revenge. I mean, other than like Jackie Chan, who's very comedic, very, uh, you know, he does Rush Hour and he does Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. He does more funny stuff. He's more slapstick and falling down. And But for the most part, if you watch Bruce Lee, Jet Li, Donnie Yen, Tony Jaw, it's very serious, very dark, very brooding, very a lot of times very violent, but also very beautiful. So to go into this movie and laugh um, and and just be, and, and get them feel good, touching like family moments. Uh, yeah, I was I was impressed and, and I went in very nervous, very nervous. I enjoyed it. it. It did a perfect job and this and then shouldn't surprise you when we talk about Marvel, but you're always hesitant. Like to me, it's just like, how are they going to keep popping out these hitters? Yeah, but they do. Yeah. And it, it's it's just like you said, it's it's that for and one of the huge biggest things for me in the Marvel universe is is and I've talked about this is the writing. Right. It's the way that people interact. It's the way that people talk. And the reason I think that it's so good and it's so such a, a big deal is you watch Marvel movies. It's how people talk. Right. Right. It's not fake. Yes. It's like literally like, you know, Aquafina and uh, Simu Liu are talking. Right. And yeah. like, that's how people talk, like when they're valets and that's how people talk right. when they're on the bus. That's, you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, people busting each other's chops. You know what I mean? Like Tony Stark being a sarcastic asshole. Like I, I yes. identify with that. Yes. Like that's the shit I say. Yeah. Right. You know? Right, right, so like, right, that's sure. the reason like that kind of back and forth in Marvel and the writing is so fantastic. Right. And then the little humor drops and then like, it's just, it, you, you, you capture that. Yeah. You capture the intense uh, action and fighting scenes. Right. 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 Oh yeah. The, the amazing story. Yes. And 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 then and then visually. Yeah. Oh, just, the special effects. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, they did a nice job, man. Like, do you know how hard it is? Like, that dragon scene and the fight, that was fantastic. I knew the dragon was coming because they kept alluding to it. Right. So I was like, uh oh, this could be where it falls. But apart. not at one yeah. punt. Like, I, yeah. I I know there's like. Yeah. Don't be that guy that told me one time that he didn't like Jurassic Park because dinosaurs aren't real. Well, no shit. Right, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's a movie. You're supposed to be entertained. But I didn't feel like I was watching. I, I mean, I, I knew I was watching a movie, but like it didn't look fake. Right. It, it looked real. When you've got something that requires that much CGI, like you can't have, all right, let's bring in the stunt dragon, but we'll use certain scenes CGI. There is no dragons. So... When they talked about the dragon and that it came and protected them, I knew in the end that dragon was going to come into play at some point. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, this is where the CGI could either be amazing or it's going to completely fall apart. Because that kind of a special effect, especially when they're jumping on it and riding it, um, it just, it, it could have been awful. And it wasn't. It was very well done. It looked great. The colors were amazing. The action sequences that involved the dragon were uh, incredible. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. How funny when the when the fight scene broke out on the bus and you've got the guy in the back of the bus who's going live on Instagram talking about, now I've uh, 
did a little martial arts training as a kid. So I'm gonna, I think, I feel I'm- I'm gonna rate this. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm uh, talented enough to give you a little blow by blow on this one. And he's like, I, dude, that would totally happen. That's what made that is so much funnier is in this era where everyone lives and dies on social media and with their phone and, and can't let any opportunity, that dude's life was in danger. And yet still he's like, hey, what up? I'm live. What's going on? It's your boy Cletus. We're going live right now <laughs> on the bus. Yeah, that was awesome, man. I thought that was such a nice touch. Um, so to follow up on the martial arts piece, uh, yeah. first of all, uh, Simu Liu uh, was a former accountant. Ah, interesting. He, before he decided to get into acting. I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, he, along with co-star Michelle Yeoh, uh, who are uh, who worked on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She's in Super uh, he, Cop with they, Jackie Chan. They too. also worked with Yin Wa from Kung Fu Hustle. Yes. Andy Lee from the Paper Tigers. Yeah. And Tony Leung from Hero. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Shang-Chi is influenced by, he's like, if you know martial arts, this says you will see several different styles mm -hmm. that are incorporated. Oh, yeah. Uh, on top of Kung Fu, they also learned Tai Chi, Wing Chun, and then other separate regional Chinese styles of fighting that were relevant to the area that they were locationally based. Right, right. Yeah, no, you could see they put in the work, man. And I, uh, uh, what about the father as the villain? I feel like Marvel finds their niches, and I'd love to hear your take on this. They find their niche with villains when it's a villain who isn't just a straight up, like, I will kill you all. Like, so he's their dad who's gone astray, but really just trying to get his wife back. But going about it in all the wrong ways, right? Mom mom was killed. Dad swears he's hearing mom call to him to get her back. And dad's doing whatever he can to get her back. Whether it's right, whether it's wrong. So bad guy, yes, but not typically like... And I think those are not a real bad, bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that makes sense, like... Hey, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy, right. Ralph. And those, and yeah, those are Marvel's best villains because when you think about Killmonger... When you think about Thanos, they all felt like they were doing the right thing, but they were doing it, going about it the wrong way. And uh, well, think about like, and this is this is, let's try not to get too derailed because this conversation could go really off the rails, right? Sure. But Tony Stark could have been a villain. Because he does, because he, he does he what he was. thinks yeah. is right. Yeah. Even though he's gonna upset some people. Yeah. People do things what they think is right or what needs to be done for the greater good. Right. Even if other people are like, that's not the way. Yes. And 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 Thanos, the biggest example. Yeah. Right. Like, he was like, snap, the world can survive. I'm cutting it in half. It's for the. For everybody. Right, right. Yeah, right? absolutely. For the greater good. The greater you good. You think about Killmonger. Killmonger was like, why are we hiding? You know, why is Wakanda hiding? We have all this technology. We're the greatest race on planet Earth. Everyone should know it. You know, we've been in the shadows for too long. We need to come up to the forefront and we need to be in control and show these people what we can do. His intention was to... to he knew that they were great people. He knew they were a great race. He knew they could do great things, but he was going about it in the wrong way. And I think it, Loki's another one. Like Loki's a bad guy, but at the same time, still Thor's family, still in the end, ends up dying 
protecting his brother. So as much as he was bad, you still love him. And those are Marvel's best villains. When you get kind of the generic, like when they really are just bad people, like uh, I, I'm trying to think the un, the very forgettable villain in the first Ant-Man movie who was just like out to get the Ant-Man tech and take over the world. And like those villains are forgettable. Like, like I don't even remember that dude's name. But I will always remember Thanos. I'll always remember Killmonger. And I'm always going to remember the father from from uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings because he started off very evil and conquering and taking over. Then he met the love of his life and gave that all up to be a father and a family man. And then he loses his wife and it thrusts him back in to that world again to get her back. And I love that layered villain, but not quite a villain. Like... You know, not sitting there twiddling his mustache, hatching a plan to take over the world. Like, the dude's just trying to get his wife back, and he's going to do whatever it took, which I think a lot of people would do. If if my wife passed, and I and there was a way I could get her back, but the way I had to go about it was shady, I'd probably still attempt it. Because, right. You know what I mean? Like, I like that dynamic. Um, and, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I think Marvel's at their best when they do that. And uh, I, I love that that aspect and i'm really excited to see um because obviously at the end you see that she uh simu lu's character shang chi's sister takes over the ten rings which is an organization that the father you know passes and they hand it off to her to kind of organize it and one of the cutaway scenes is the sister now she's supposed to be dismantling the ten rings but they show you that she's clearly got it going and she's got a whole army training and she's sitting on the throne in the in the house and and it says the 10 rings will return like so but is she bad she's the sister so she's got the potential to be another like i'm using the 10 rings to get what i feel is right but maybe it ain't exactly right like she's got a lot of potential to be that kind of a villain it's still shang chi's sister their family mm-hmm. but they're going to be at odds i guarantee it and it's going to make for some great drama, I think. I'm looking forward to Shang-Chi 2 and, and seeing where he pops up next in the Marvel Universe, whether it be the TV world or the movie world. But you know you're getting Shang-Chi 2. There's 70 million reasons why we're getting Shang-Chi 2. <laughs> um, any, for you, any was there anything negative? Like, could, could you pull anything where you were like, eh, that was just okay? Or No. I, I, there was nothing that... No, nothing that was glaring to me like i don't like i'm sure like if i went back and watched it i was I, you know like i i honestly like it was it was so good to me like 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 the uh the incorporation of um oh boy uh benedict wong's character yeah uh yeah yeah and i, I don't remember his yeah. name now he's He's uh, Doctor Strange's right hand man. Like they're yeah. like like he's kind of like the voice of reason for Doctor Strange. Like, hey man, you probably shouldn't do that, or I don't know if that's a good idea. But he's right there at his yeah. side. Right. He or he shows up. He pops yeah, up. Yeah. He's working. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, it's just like like I said, like you said, it, it they don't they don't miss a chance to remind you it's all connected. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I if I had to pick something, um, I think in movies they call it foreshadowing. Uh, I don't like sometimes when they telegraph something to where you know that's going to pop up. Like immediately at the beginning, they show you their valets. And they're supposed to put, what is it, a Lambo or something? That's some sports car they're going to park. And she's like, let's hop in and take it for a joyride. 
and she holds up the keys and go, come on, man, I'm a great driver. You know, I'm a great driver. Well, fast forward, she's in the car and uh, uh, she's driving like she's an Indy 500 racer. Um, and then later she takes the wheel of the bus and she's handling the bus. Well, I'm like, all right, you know, somewhere in the movie, right? It's coming. She's going to, her driving skills are going to pop up. Like they're just giving you this right out the gate to let you know this girl can drive and she will end up driving the bus. And, and it happened in the end when they got to get to the, uh, the secret lair where the, they have to get into the entrance to the cave and there's, she had to drive. And, and then there's a one point where I felt like they had to give her something to do because she's an Aquafina's character. Her name's Katie. She's not a superhero. She has no powers. She doesn't know martial arts. And at one point when they get to the island, um, someone hands her a bundle of arrows. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. And they're like, come on. And all of a sudden she's training with arrows and she's hitting the mark. And I'm like, okay, later on down the line, she's going to nail somebody with an arrow. You, you know, like, all right, she's going to drive and she's going to nail somebody. And of course there's a big moment where she hits the big monster with an arrow and they're able to, that sets them free to be able to do something. But so those are little, little things, but I, I don't like when they telegraph it so much. Like they're like, here, you, here, we're doing this now because you know, later on it's got to pay off, but that's little stuff. I thought she was great. I thought she was hilarious. Aquafina is a funny, funny young lady. Um, yeah, yeah, the movie was way funnier than I expected. I thought she was great. I'm here to address your nitpick. Okay, please do, man. I feel like if they don't do that, the opposite side of that is they don't set up that valet thing. They don't set up the scene where she's driving. She gets in the bus and drives that bus and does that. People are like, get the fuck out of here, dude. There's no way she's doing that. They're, come on, dude. Like, that's insane driving. Yeah, no. You know I what I mean? She would, like... In theory, this lady would have like grabbed the bus and she would just crash and then they'd all died and it would have been like a twenty minute movie. Well, in, in theory, being yeah. a valet doesn't teach you how to end no, five hundred. It's race not the valley, a valet, yeah. but yeah. she's been boosting cars and stealing and doing that kind of thing and driving. Is crazy. that what she said? Ah, stealing, but like yeah, yeah. joyrides. Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. joyride is another term for like boosting yeah, yeah, cars, for right? sure, you know? for sure. Yeah. So like she's a wheelman. Yeah. She's, she drives crazy, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Like, I, I get where you're coming from. I also get the other side. Like, I would have been pessimistic. Like, if that, all of a sudden she had got it, like, that would have been a thing for me. Yeah. Like, if they didn't set that up and all of a sudden she's in the bus and she's just killing it, you know, getting them out of there with, like, driving that bus all crazy. Yeah. yeah I'd have yeah. been like, get the, that would have that that yeah. been the opposite to me. That, and then um, when they get captured by the, uh, when they get captured, uh, Simu Lu and his sister and Katie all get captured by the father. And the father just leaves them down in that, like, puts them in that, like, basement or dungeon. I don't know. Somewhere downstairs in his lair, locks them up down there. And they lock him up with the Mandarin and, and the little creature who can tell him how to escape and get out. I'm like, why? Why would you? Why? Why did they do that? Like, uh, I think it's a cool. I know they're trying to find a way to introduce the Mandarin and this little cute character that's going to. They're probably trying to sell stuffed animals at this point. Like, I, I was just like, all right, man. To me, the answer to that is, if you're this guy, right? The Mandarin, if you don't, like, he comes off as fucking crazy. Yes. Like a psychopath. And like, he's, he's not the Mandarin. It's like Nigel no, or yeah, something like that. No, he's an actor. Yeah, he's an actor That portrayed to, the Mandarin. Yeah. Right? In Iron Man 3? Yes, Iron yeah, Man so, 3. He was the face of the organization. Yeah. So, remember he was like, you can see him? The little, yeah, 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 absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, I'm not crazy. No, like, yeah, you know, so like maybe, yeah, yeah. He was. I just, uh, I just, 
they locked him up with like free room to roam around down there and with that guy and that creature down there and then that's who showed him how to escape like and i was just kind of like i probably iron man 3 is not one of my favorite marvel movies and uh, i not super attached to ben kingsley's character actor character who portrayed the mandarin like had he not popped up in the movie i'd have been okay with that like him being in the battle scenes and playing dead and like i was just like it's fine it's okay but i wasn't like i could have lived without him like i would have preferred to have simu lu and his sister figure out how to get out on their own they're connected to their mother i think it would have been cooler if they had a flashback to the mom telling them something and they figured out how to get out and get to the 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 secret island where the mom was from i can't remember tao lo i think it's tao lo is the name of the island i've I've, that the secret area where they're trying Mm -hmm. to get to um rather than having the mandarin the actor who portrayed the mandarin ben kingsley and this creature guide them like he says turn left he says turn right i just kind of like eh, that was okay it wasn't horrible like i said these are nitpicks but if i had to pick some negative things for me those were the two and very small overall funny um touching and amazing action another marvel hit you know and i i'm i'm ready for the sequel those are just two little things for me no, all right not, I, not nothing's gonna stop me from watching it again or going to see the sequel that's for damn sure let me ask you a question i don't know if you know this answer or not so once the 45 days is up and they put it on disney plus yeah is it still going to be premiere or do you or will it be that's just a great available? question i was wondering that same thing Because like you're not going to get people to pay 30 dollars to watch it 45 days later no no it's i would got to ima- be free right i imagine it's just going to be disney plus i think the 30 dollars is just premiere access for wallets in the theaters so that's just a guess though disney does like their money so i mean I, maybe they put it out there for a few weeks at 15 bucks i don't know let like, me yeah. i'm gonna text scarlett johansson see yeah what she thinks. yeah oh yeah she's sure she'd like to talk about she's it. a little butt hurt right now yeah she's angry yeah um but yeah uh, overall great movie man i thoroughly enjoyed it i my wife and i had a blast in the theater watching it we really enjoyed it uh so uh let's see what we got here oh you nasty my boy, oh you nasty! Uh-huh. Said very good movie. Graphics and actions were over. Graphics and action were over the top. Without much actual knowledge of Shang Chi, I feel like the foundation has been laid. Chills a plenty of moments during the battle scenes. In the end, overall fantastic must watch. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't know anything about this character. Never read a comic book. Never saw a cartoon. So I, I knew nothing going into the this. The homie Dubs. Yeah, Dubson. Yeah, absolutely said the same thing. He thought it was great. The action was fantastic. He was uh, pleasantly surprised. Right. Uh, Dubs actually saw it before me. He saw it Friday, and I was going that Saturday. Ah. So we got on and play video games, and he's like, oh, I just got back from Shang-Chi. And I was like, shh, shh, shh. Yeah. No spoilers. I'm going tomorrow. Yes. So, uh, and that was good. Um, And then, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see, where are we at here? I, I know that uh, friend of the show, show contributor, the Mad Cyclone. Yes. Who has been active lately on the old uh, the old uh, interwebs. Yes, he has. Sending messages about a, a multitude of things. Yes. Um, his response was, I thought it was phenomenal. They did a great job setting up the characters. Um, so we got to know them better while also tying in humor, especially Aquafina and Ben Kingley characters. I like the different angles they use for the fight sequences too. 
said uh, he said I was not expecting much out of it, and they took it to another level. Very impressed. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, last last week's episode, we talked about his video rewinder that he had. We knew it was a red sports car, but we couldn't remember what kind. It was, he, he came online and told us, a little red Corvette. It was. I knew it was a sports car. Yeah. I, I think I said Corvette or Ferrari yeah. or something. I didn't know what it was. Yes, and I knew it was red, too, and it was a little red Corvette. And what's funny is he commented, because I put a picture of a, of a red sports car video rewinder, but mine was like a Camaro or something. He goes, yep, I had all that, except it was a little red Corvette. And he hadn't even heard the episode yet. Then he chimed in later. He was like, oh, dude, I just listened to the episode. I had when no I, idea. When I saw that comment, I assumed he had listened to the yeah. episode. Yes. And then like an hour later, two hours later, he was like, holy shit, I didn't even listen. It was, you know? He said he still has a VCR in his basement. That's impressive. I have not had a VCR probably since my kids were little. Like I, I think I have a VCR in the garage. Do you? In okay. a box. Yeah. Which means it absolutely doesn't work. Right. But I have one. It's been I out think. there since 1990 or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. A not, long time. Not out there, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But in a box, stashed away. Yeah, so I'm the moment he... <laughs> It is funny, as he said, yeah, you nailed everything, except it was a little red Corvette. Instantly, I start going Prince. Little red Corvette, woo baby, you rewind so fast, yeah. But yeah, I had to bring that up. Shout out to the Mad Cyclone and the video rewinder topic that we got on last week. So it was a little red Corvette. But anyway, Marvel does it again, man. Marvel does it again. Great episode. I was really stoked after I saw it to talk to you about it. Um, you went Saturday? I did. I did as well. Did you go matinee, evening? Matinee. I'm usually a morning guy. Me too. Especially I went, when it gets hot. I, like I to saw, get in and out. I went at 1.50. I caught a 1.50 show. We grabbed lunch. Uh, my theater was probably half full, give or take. How about yours? I'd say about... I don't... Like, a gen, like you know, I was in a big theater. Yeah. And I think that 90 to 95% of the... Up seats were all full. Yeah. And you know how like there's that walkway and there's like a couple rows down low that are close? Yeah. Maybe like twenty percent down there. Yeah. But like the top was full. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of when I bought my seats, I like I even like left a space in between a seat. Yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully they know he was sitting next to me on one side. That seat was gone. Yeah, figure so. Yeah, that was the one thing that kind of surprised me is it was Labor Day weekend, Saturday, and I know it was one fifty, and you know, when a movie's this big, they got it running in two theaters, so they got it playing at like, you know, 1250, 150, 250, three, they got it going. So, but it, yeah, it was about half full. So, and, and now knowing what you told me about Labor Day weekend, that it's not the big movie going weekend, I was kind of going like, man, God, I hope this movie's all right. But now from what you told me, I'm like, okay, we're cool. It's all good. Do you know what Benedict Wong's name is in the movies? In, in the Marvel. Doctor Strange universe, the character? I do not know. It's Wong. Oh, it's Wong. Nice. <laughs> so hopefully he doesn't have any problems remembering. Yeah, that. no, they should. Okay, be, he should get that one down. So Wong, Wong, I'm talking to you. Ah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought you're talking to the other Wong. Um, yeah, man. But no, I thought it was a great movie, man. I, I was so glad to be back in the theater and just uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, man. And I can't wait to see where they go next. Uh, let me ask you this: any uh, any uh, any foreshadowing or anything that you, you you think you picked up on that's gonna move forward like that you're gonna get from this i thought that the i was very intrigued by the the tag scene the extra post-credit scene at the end where uh they said when he used the 10 rings it sent a signal out that 
alerted someone else or something. There was something to that nature. When Wong came into the... Yeah, yeah. When they're all standing around. So you've got... You had Bruce Banner. You had... Oh, yeah. yeah, you had uh, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. right? And who else was there? Um, Wong. And Wong. All And they're standing around, like, checking in, like... But, like, on a, like, a... It was, like video like right and they're trying to figure out where the actual 10 rings the things that he wears where are the rings where where are they where do they come from how old were they because they figure out when he used them it sent off a, some kind of a signal um and and i'm super curious i don't know what that's leading to but clearly they're setting up a sequel and i would love to know like who's after the rings who's interested in the rings who wants them that they don't know about so i picked up on it and i wasn't sure and then Within, you know, a day, I did a little research, TikTok, the world kind of right. catches up. You know, these things, these guys go hard on it. Right. When dad had the rings, they were what, blue? Uh, or purple? Uh, that's a good question. I they were blue remember. or purple, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, something like that. And then when he got them. They were gold, right? They turned gold. Yeah. Ten rings, gold. There's ten Eternals. They're gold. Oh, could cue into that. So I think it's. I think that's who got notified. Notified, because that is the next movie. That yeah, would yeah. make sense. Yeah. So, and then yeah. so I did some reading. Gold is also the ex- the color exuded by the Eternals, which hence ten rings belong to them. All of their powers are gold. So ah, I think it's. I think it's an Eternal. So thing. they're coming back to get their rings. Maybe I Maybe. don't know. Yeah, we don't know what what's going on in the Eternals. The, the Eternals is another one I know nothing about. Read no comics, saw no cartoons. I, I will tell you this: the trailers for the Eternals are slowly getting much better. Yeah, yeah, they're they're opening up and giving us more. Like, the, the first ones showed you nothing. Like, I was like, I have no clue what this is about or who these people are. Uh, not super interested. But yeah, as they, ke- as they keep coming, I'm more interested. And I'm definitely interested to see where Shang-Chi goes next, because I have no idea. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked, but uh, yeah, man, great episode. Loved the movie. I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it. Uh, you ready to get on up out of here? Huge fan. I thought it was really great. I'm excited. I'll tell you what I'm excited about. Yeah. Next week. Yes. We're going to catch up. Yes. On what if. Oh, man. Yeah. So good. Yes. What if. Yeah. You didn't listen. You would be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well played. Yeah. 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 The end. Yeah. And scene. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah, yeah man. So, hey, if you haven't checked out Shang-Chi and you listened to the episode, we probably ruined it for you, so you're welcome. If you did check it out, yes. let us know what you thought. Uh, let us know, you know, if you have, like, uh, other thoughts or rumors or things that you think that maybe we missed something. Yeah. Let us know, because we do. We get in here, we just start going, and then, yeah. like, after we're done recording, and several times I'll be like, Dad, I was going to say that, or yes. Dad, this happened, or, like, someone will be like, yo, you forgot about this, and I'll be like, Farfig Newton! <laughs> oh, and, uh, Spoiler alert, by the way. Sorry, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Latest spoiler alert warning ever. Yeah, it's a little delayed, but uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it at this point, like Savage, you and I talked about earlier, they ain't going to see it until it comes on Disney Plus anyway. Which we think will be free. We don't know. We're waiting to find out. I text text, uh, Scarlett 
waiting on a return. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you see, let me know what she I'll says. let you know when she gets back. Yeah, to see me. if she wants to do lunch too. Yeah, I'll let her. I'll, I'll see what's up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's so. free. She's not doing any Disney movies, so she's got some time on her hands. Anyway, I don't know if uh, Colin will be cool with that. Yeah, but. yeah, we'll see. We'll work. He on seems that. like a fun guy though. Yeah, I think so. Uh, do me a favor and uh, pretend you were a. I'm trying to have a think uh, if you were. Do the opposite of a DM and slide up out of here, bro. You got it, dude. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Adios, muchachos. Peace.